Shalom, shalom. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith, living life in the spirit. I hope you're blessed and encouraged today and looking forward to getting into the scriptures and spending a, a short while lifting up the name of Yehovah, proclaiming his promises. What are his promises? Yes and amen. And we celebrate the victory in Messiah. So I appreciate you guys tuning in uh, today as we spend a little bit of time in the scriptures. We're going to be talking again on our Made Up Mind series, 40 Days. We're at day 24, and uh, we're going to talk tonight on He First Loved Us. Hallelujah. Thanks for everyone bearing with us. Yesterday, we seemed to have technical problems, and we lost uh, part of the feed uh, yesterday, or the sound at the beginning and the end. Uh, We've still got to go and see if we can get that fixed and uh, hopefully get that on podcast later today. So welcome if you're just joining us just uh, give us a shout out on the message uh, the message or comment section on YouTube and Facebook. I see we've got Lola joining with us good to see you. We've got Russell, we've got Karen, we've got Pete. Thanks for joining with us and uh, we've got Bill Pentecost in the UK good to see you in Scotland. Hallelujah. Um, so just uh, give us a shout out. We've got Paula joining us as well from Arkansas. Good to see you, Paula. Thanks for joining. And uh, just share share the word. You know, it's amazing the testimonies that, uh, you know, just the impact of what the Father is doing in so many people's lives as we take this time out to press in in the Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment to pray and uh, we're just going to get into the Word today and enjoy time in the presence of Yahovah. Father, <coughs> thank you for this day. We just want to recognize who you are within our lives. We break all of the assignments of the enemy. We come against uh, all um, attacks that will cause us to take our eyes off of you. Even in the midst of the storm, Father, we want to fix our eyes on you. You are the author and perfecter of our faith. And we ask you, Father, to help us to make right choices and to seek the counsel of the Holy Spirit, to walk in the Ruach HaKodesh, to walk in the Spirit and not to be afraid and not to walk in our understanding. So, Father, we lift up your name and we pray as we come to the Word that you will open our eyes and open our ears and open our hearts so that we can see, hear and understand what the Spirit has to say to us. So we commit this time to you, Father, and we thank you for your Word in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So we're talking about uh, yesterday, you know, we were speaking on knowing Elohim and and loving our, our love God. And, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing as we just go through that, just how we react in the midst of life's challenges. And that was really the point of what we're trying to get over in the end. We didn't really get to hear the end of the things I shared at the end. But when we face trials, when we face difficult places, when we have trauma within our lives, when we have uh, tragedy and, and, and different things that build up within our lives. And, and you know, we are walking in this world. We're going to experience all, not just of these emotions, but all of these realities. So, you know, you can't just speak by faith that you're not going to experience 
any of these events. Look, we, we come against the assignments of the enemy and we ask the Father to protect us, but we also understand that the Scripture talks about persecution. It talks about, uh, you know, how the enemy is seeking to devour and, and seeking to sift. And, and even Peter, you know, before the crucifixion of Yeshua, when... <laughs> When Yeshua responded to him at the way you know you know he was responding to do with the the death of Messiah, you know, uh, or I will serve you, I, I will lay my life down for you, and and he said, you know, that the enemy has sought to sift you even this day, and you know why why if Yeshua prayed for him, why didn't he avoid those attacks because? His free will is not taken away. And, and sometimes the Father's going to open a door just to allow things to come at us. And the question is, that is the time when we understand what we're made of. We've got to go through these things to identify, is our faith working? If you're in tough places and, uh, you know, the response and the reactions of how uh, you you operate in the midst of pressure, in the midst of difficulty, you know, it lets us know what's really going on in the heart, you know. So what we want to do is we want to go through the trials and we want to ask that the Father will establish his character within our lives so that we can be a strong tower in the midst of life's challenges. So if you feel like you're failing in the midst of challenges, if you feel like you know, you're taking on all the pressure, all of the burden of uh, the stuff that you're going through, then your shoulders are not meant to carry this. And that's one thing I want you to understand today. You know, and that's that's why we're talking about He First Love Does. What's the focus of this is that it's when you were still a sinner that Messiah died for you. He paid the price for you. And I want you to catch by the power of the Holy Spirit that we can live a righteous life. But as soon as we embrace religion and start boxing things in, what will happen is we start gauging ourselves against religious practices and religion, and it takes us away from who the Father has called us to be. You know, if you if you had met David, King David today, and you found out he was a murderer, adulterer, and all the failures and the things that he did, what would you think of him? You know, are you going to come under his rule or would you be like, well, wait a second, that is that is affecting my religious position and my take on him. Yet the father said he was uh, one after my heart. And, you know, he was a representation uh, of the characteristics of the Messiah. Why? Because he was ever-changing. So when he went through difficulty, you see through the Psalms just how he pours out his heart, and um, we're going to read a psalm of David uh, just now because I just, I, I love reading the psalms. I don't know about you, but talk about the comfort, talk about the compassion, uh, the blessings. What was it that, what was the connection that David had with the Father? It was incredible, and we see it written in the psalms. So we're going to read from Psalm 103. Uh, and it's got one of my uh, favorite scriptures uh, in it, uh, 103, and we'll get there. I'll tell you what it is when we get there. But, you know, I want us to get to that place where we recognize 
where we have come from, that without Yahovah, what are we? You know, if, if you're not functioning and operating in line with the Creator's manual, what are we? Are we anything? Are, are we walking in uh, the Maker's plan, uh, design, what He designed us to be? We were designed to be like Him. We were designed to worship Him, to be in fellowship with Him. If you are not worshiping Yahovah, you're going to be worshiping something. Because your, your makeup uh, is to worship. So you're going to worship something. So Psalm 103, hallelujah. Just want to shout out to Joel. Good to see you. We've also got Jeff. We've got Brandon. Uh, we've got Russell. Good to see you guys. Thanks for joining with us. So Psalm 103, verse 1. Praise Yehovah, O my soul. All my inmost beings, pray, being, praise his holy name. Praise Yehovah, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. So, you know, what, what's the Father saying in the midst of this? Or David, what's he saying? Praise Yehovah, O my soul, all my innermost being. Praise his holy name. He, he is recognizing the greatness of who Yehovah is in his life. Now, how, how great is God in your life? Are, are you experiencing the fullness of his love, the fullness of his compassion? Or have you stepped aside because of life's challenges and, and, and said, you know, I'll give you this much of my life, Yehovah, but I'm not going to open myself up to these areas because I've been hurt by man, I've been hurt by others, and I, I don't really want anyone to enter into that place within my life. And what's the Father saying? He says, I want to come in. I want to bring my healing power. I want to bring my deliverance. I want to bring my forgiveness. And when we beat ourselves up and we're <clears throat> we're we're uh, pushing uh, against our actions and 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 giving ourselves a hard time, and sometimes we, we of course we've got to judge um, what's going on within our heart. We have to keep short accounts uh, with ourselves and before Yahovah. But if you live in a place of unforgiveness, what you're basically saying is you're saying that you are in charge. And your authority is greater than God's authority. And if you're in unforgiveness, Yehovah cannot forgive you. Because you have placed yourself above the forgiveness of Yehovah. So in these opening verses, what does it say? Praise Yehovah, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise Yehovah, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. He's got benefits for us as we uh, engage in relationship, not religion. Religion is, is the killer of relationship. Legalistic religion is the killer. That's why we have so many denominations. And we've got to get to that place where we are recognizing the importance of who he is. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases who redeems your life from the pits. Maybe you're at the place right now that you need to see the redemption 
of Yahovah. Maybe that's what you've got to uh, experience within your life. Just look at Israel and the events with uh, the nation of Israel being kicked out of the land. Why? So that the Father can redeem the land in order to bring his righteousness back. So he redeems your life from the pit. For what purpose? He crowns you with love and compassion. And, you know, I love when we look at the word compassion, what does it mean? It means to recognize the suffering uh, of others, to recognize what people are going through. When you have compassion, when Yeshua had compassion on the crowd, when Yeshua had compassion on individuals, Yehovah, he has compassion on you. So it's not just to recognize the suffering, but compassion means to take action to help. It's the embodiment and tangible impression of love for those who are suffering. So I love that word. He crowns you with love and compassion. You've got to care. You can't operate in compassion if you don't care. And Yehovah, he cares for you. He cares for me. And, and so often we feel like we're failing him. We feel like we're falling short. But if we keep uh, judging ourselves in such a way that we are not receiving the forgiveness of Yehovah, we're not receiving the promises of Yehovah, then what we'll end up doing is we'll end up becoming extremely miserable and separated and locked up where we can't share our life with others. And this is what we've got to get to. We've got to get to the place where it's not just our love for the world, it's not just our love for Yehovah, but we get to the place where we love and care for the needs of others, that we invest in the needs of others, that we press in to see others come through into victory in Yehovah, that they will be uh, uh, healed, that they will be forgiven, that they will be redeemed. Hallelujah. Anyone redeemed here today? You know, you can do your thumbs up uh, right there. Hallelujah. Verse 5, Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. So we're not called to get older and older and older, but we're called to get younger and younger <laughs> because of the revelation, because of the blessings of Yahovah. How long are we going to stay in the milk? Are we going to get to the place where we are partaking of the meat of the word? And, and what does it really mean about the meat of the word? It doesn't mean that you become a theologian. That's not what it's talking about, but it's that you can, you can spend time in the word you can take that word and you can apply it and you're building upon the word, okay? That's what it means to walk into maturity. If you're mature, you're not just a listener of the word, you're a, a doer of the word, that we are walking in his word. Hallelujah. Hand in hand with the master. Verse 6, Yehovah works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He makes, he makes known his ways to Moshe, his deeds to the people of Israel. He will show you the way. Which way should you go in the midst of the things that you face? Have confidence today that the Father will show you the way. You might have come to the end of something. You're getting ready to walk into the new. It, you know, how challenging is it? 
when change is before us, when we know if we don't change, it's the price could be uh, crazy. You know, it, it could lead to bankruptcy. You know, some people don't know when to let go. They don't know when to uh, release investments. They don't know when to close a business. Sometimes you've got to close businesses. Sometimes you've got to make changes. Or maybe the father is calling you to a different area and there's so many changes that have to take place for you to go to that new place. You could be moving into the mission field. I remember when Haley and I were getting ready for the mission field, we had a large property in Wales and, um, you know, we're, we're like, what are we going to do with all this stuff? And we've got this huge house. So what we did is we just had par- a, a huge party we invited everyone to the party we knew had needs and, and friends and and we just gave them all little stickers and they could go put their stickers all over the house of the things that they wanted and the fridge freezers and the washer dryers and carpets, rugs and sofas and beds and you know, before you know it, by the time we got to the end of the party that evening, we just watched the majority of the house just walk out the front door. And you can look at that situation and say, well, you know, why don't I just put all this in storage? Uh, Why don't I sell it? But sometimes you've got to step out into the new. And it's not easy to release from the position where you are to go into the new. If you're going to learn something new, one of the things the Father really revealed to me, to take on something new, you've got to let go of something that you once thought was truth. And that's not easy. So sometimes when you're hearing the new by the Spirit of Yahovah, it takes a little bit of time for it to settle in because we so easily get set in our ways. How many times have we shared our faith or or sharing with other Christians about the importance of coming back to the roots of our faith and that the Torah is not done away with and the importance of the Torah, the food laws. and you know, These things are important within Scripture. And, um, you know, you get to that place where you, you're, you're sharing the good news with them. They're catching the good news. Then they go home and they consider their ways. And they realize, wait a second, I know that what I've heard on the roots of the faith is truth because it's in the scripture. You can't, you can't argue with scripture, but the cost of walking this out is a price I don't want to pay. Here we are getting ready, coming up to Christmas, you know, for the Christian world, Christmas and Easter, the two main pagan events. And as we're coming up to this time, you know, we came out of uh, Christmas and Easter many years ago, 2007, we stopped doing Christmas. And I can, I, I can remember the impact it had on us and the pressure that people around you put on you. How did they see you now you're refusing to do Christmas? Don't you know it's the birth of Yeshua? You know, you've got to send out your Christmas cards unto us, a child is born. when it comes to change there is always going to be pressures there's always going to be a place where it's like the handover you've got to release you've got to let something go to walk into the new are you ready today to walk into the new are you ready 
and in the, in the place of confidence. And I want you to have confidence in this because Yehovah first loved us. He is saying what in verse 6? Yehovah works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. If he can make his way known to Moses and the children of Israel, you are the children of Israel. And the Father wants to make known his ways to you. I pray that today will be a release. Maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're trying to fulfill the will of Yahovah in the wrong location. Then just inquire of the Father and ask him, reveal your ways to me and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what he says to you. When we're stepping out in ministry, when we're stepping out in, in life, it's and listen, we're all called to ministry. It doesn't matter if you're in business, doesn't matter if you're an employee, it doesn't matter if you're retired. We're, you know, business and ministry and the workplace, you can't just separate who you are just because you're uh, your day job. Oh, I have my day job and then I have my in my spare time my religion. No, we we are religion free zone. <laughs> That's where we stand. So We've got to get to that place where Yehovah is involved in every aspect of our life. And you might have areas within your life that you know that you are saying to Yehovah, you're not coming to this place. And when Haley and I talked about, you know, we're not going to do Christmas anymore. This is a pagan practice and it's not in the Bible. The first thing that Haley got... uh, or her response to the Holy Spirit was, huh, I'm not giving up Christmas. I'm not listening to you. Uh, you know, I've, I, I was brought up a Jew, and we didn't have Christmas. We didn't have Easter. We didn't have all these things. And now I get to blend in. <laughs> and the Father's like, no, I'm calling you to give these things up. And it can take a bit of time for the word of Yehovah and his truth to unfold within our lives. But what brings us to maturity is not becoming an expert in the breakdown of the Hebrew, the expert in the breakdown of, you know, theology at its greatest level of education. That's not what it means to be mature. It means that we read, we understand, and we apply. And that's why you can have people who are so simple in their understanding and in their walk. Their relationship with Yehovah is so simple, but yet they're doing exploits for the King of Kings. Hundreds of thousands of lives are being transformed by simple people who just simply believe what the Father has said. Yehovah will make a way. He will make known his ways to you. And verse 8 to verse uh, 14 of Psalm 103 are some key areas when we talked about compassion in verse 4. I just want to go through this little portion here. Yehovah is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. Why slow to anger? Slow to anger because he understands who we are And what we are going through, he sees the situation. You might be in the situation because of your own um, lack of understanding, rebellion, sin, fallen short. And he's slow to anger, abandoning love. He will not always accuse, 
nor will he harbor his anger uh, forever. He does not treat us as our sin deserves. So you might be, from a religious perspective, looking at what you've gone through in your life and you know, you think you can't walk into the presence of Yahovah, that he will not receive you because of the things that you've done. And here we have the Father saying, he will not harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sin deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. And this is what religion doesn't want to hear. It doesn't want to hear this portion of scripture so as you look back at your past the devil wants to condemn you because of your past but what does the father want to do he wants to raise up your testimony of the deliverance of your past into the new you that is born of the spirit so the old is gone and behold hallelujah all things are new the old is gone but it doesn't mean we can't go back to the old and we can't proclaim the blessings, the favor, the transformation of a mighty God. You might be looking at your past and, and, and looking at where you've come from and, and it appalls you because of where you have come from. But praise be to Yahovah. He is the God who sets you free. He delivers you. He takes you What's that, that song? Yeshua, lover of my soul. He takes me from the miry clay. And sets my feet upon the rock. Hallelujah. Where are we at? He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sin deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. And here's the verse that I love. For as high... As the heaven, the two verses, heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. I was just watching uh, the rockets going off from the Israeli space program and uh, trying to get these rockets up into space and the problems they're having and uh, they're doing tests and they're, they're they're trying to work out the calculations and stuff. And the last rocket that went up, it blew up. I think it was at 13 miles up or something like that. And that's high enough. But we're talking about something that's even higher than that. For as high as the heavens are above the earth. Well, you can get a proper rocket ship and you can have it go for years. And is it going to be reaching the fullness of the heavens? Not at all. So great is his love for those who fear him. So if we will just align ourselves, you want to receive the love of Yahovah, you in the place right now where you feel like it's you expressing your love to Yahovah. And here's, here's the Father saying, I want you to experience my compassion. I want you to experience my embrace. I want you to know what it truly means to... Uh, to experience and walk in the love of Yahovah. It's a beautiful thing. Verse 12, as far as the east is from the west. Well, that's not very far, is it? That is so far. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Wow. Just think about that right now. So what's the enemy saying to you? He's telling you you're no good. 
You're a no good for nothing. You're not going to amount to anything. How can Yahovah use you? Does God really care for you? This is all the enemy. Wah, 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 wah. That's what he wants to uh, push on you. But we want to get to that place where we say, as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed sin, our transgressions from us, as a father has compassion on his children. So Yehovah has compassion on those who fear him. Here it comes again. What does it mean? What, what's the fear of the Lord? What do you think we are seeing when we're looking at the fear of the Lord? We're looking at that, you know, uh, the trust that we have before Yehovah. We trust him. So you, you can fall back into his arms in the midst of your difficulty and know that he will take care of you. And there's something more powerful about this than just us reflecting on what we receive from the, from the fear of Yehovah. And that is to minister the love and compassion to others. To share our faith, to reach out and to minister to the brokenhearted. It's such a beautiful thing as you see the Holy Spirit uh, compassion just transforming the lives of the brokenhearted and those who are in pain. So be free, be set free, walk in the fear of Yehovah, understand the, uh, the, the magnitude of who God is and trust him. You can trust in him with all of your heart. And this is what I love about verse 1. Praise Yehovah, O my soul, and all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. I'm not leaving anything out. All my inmost being, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to walk in the fear of Yehovah. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Verse 14 and the closing verse of this little section between 8 and 14. It says, For he knows... How we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. He knows how we are formed. He, he recognizes the, the, weak, the weakest place that we have come from. We are created by a mighty God. <clears throat> he took us from the dirt. <clears throat> and he made us. And he made us into something beautiful. Something precious in his sight. <clears throat> As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, Yehovah's love is with those who fear him. And his righteousness with their children. From everlasting to everlasting, Yehovah's love is with those who fear him. Fear Yehovah, fear Yehovah, fear Yehovah. How many times are we seeing this within this passage? He first loved you. He first loved you. And we can be walking in the faith walk for, for many years and we can lose the connection with our first love. Your love can grow, grow cold because... We're trying to work things out in our own strength. And the reason why I want to mix the importance of 
the, the compassion and releasing of the burdens and recognizing that in this portion of Scripture that David is talking about, we have one of the greatest examples of deliverance from transgression, deliverance from sin. And it comes from a foundation where we are experiencing and, and recognizing as David is singing this psalm that it's about his compassion. Yahweh's compassion is on those who fear him. Thank you, Father. The wind blows over it and it's gone and the place is remembered no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, Yehovah's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children. Let's leave an inheritance, a true inheritance to the next generation. In modern day Christianity, they don't have vision for the next generation because they just think, get all the Jews home to the land of Israel Let's fulfill all Bible prophecy. Then the Messiah is going to come back. So the majority of Christians, their whole focus on the end is the rapture and get me out of here. When you look at the plans of evil, when you look at the plans of false religions and what they're seeking to do, they don't just have a 50-year plan or a 3-year plan or a 10-year business plan. They have generational plans on how they are going to bring in their agendas. So as believers, if our uh, focus is not on the plans of Yehovah to walk them out, you know, everything we should be doing is about leaving the righteousness of Yehovah to the next generation and the next generation. His righteousness will be with their children's children. With, whose, um, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. Hallelujah. Yehovah has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. So the, 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 de- the, the home of, the, of God, Yehovah, he's established his throne in heaven. But he has given us dominion and authority to rule and reign here on earth. So it's not about us leaving, it's about us ruling and reigning. And even after the Messiah comes in the wedding supper of the Lamb, we will rule and reign on this earth for a thousand years. Then after the thousand years, there'll be a new heaven and new earth. Verse 20, Praise Yehovah, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding. Who obey his word. Praise Yehovah all his heavenly hosts. For his servants who do his will. Praise Yehovah all his works. Everywhere in his dominion. Praise Yehovah O my soul. Father we lift up your name. We start this psalm in praise. We end this psalm. And praise, and we know that this is the day of receiving your compassion. And just to take a moment today and say, Father, thank you that you first loved me. You first loved me. Do we need to go any <laughs> anywhere else today? Or do we just sit here and meditate on what the Father is saying to us? 
I want us to get to a place where we're walking in the growth of Yahovah. We're experiencing the fullness of God. How are we going to see incredible signs and wonders and miracles? It's going to be by us bringing ourselves into alignment. You can't outgive God. You can't. Uh, you can't out pursue God. And he is saying, where are the people who will seek me first? Where are the people who will do what it takes to press in? Where are the people who will call out in the midnight hour? Where are the people who will proclaim the promises of Yehovah to this generation? Where are the people who will take my compassion and minister it into the needs of the brokenhearted? Father, I thank you that you've made known your ways and give us ears to hear. May not one of us lose out on this word today. May we experience the love of God in the greatest measure we have ever experienced before. And it's okay to understand the experience of the word. Some people are so focused on the experience that they they forget the importance of the structure of the word, the written uh, word and its context. It's not just all about experience. But when you have the word in context and the revelation of what it's saying and you're embracing the word, it's going to affect every aspect of your being. And what we see in these false revivals is people falling around acting like funky chickens, barking like dogs, clucking like blooming hens. You know, like a drunken uh, mess all over the place where they can't communicate, they can't speak. That's, that's not the experience that I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about the genuine experience of what it truly means to feel and to walk in the embrace of a mighty God. In the place of pain, in the place of difficulty we still need that hug from the Holy Spirit. I was just watching a movie with uh, Haley and Hannah earlier uh, today or tonight. And, you know, it was about this uh, young guy whose mother was a drug addict and just messed up. And he had a little brother and he had a scholarship uh, to a football team in South Carolina. It's a true story or, or based on a true story. Well, anyway, when the mother had to was asked to sign over her son to the the older brother, she's thinking, "I'm going to get better. I'm in rehab. I want to. I want to be a good mother. I want to be all those things." And she couldn't get herself to that place to sign over her son, her own flesh and blood, to her older son, so that so that he could be cared for properly and not experience the abuse of uh, the life of being a drug addict. And eventually she gets to that place where she signs the paper and the tears in the room is building up. Um, And then the the legal counsel leaves the room and the response of the mother was just so beautiful. She said, can I have a hug? And in the place of pain, in the place of trying to deal with your life, deal with the process of life, deal with the difficulties of life, we need to experience the embrace of Yehovah. And that's what the Father wants to do for you right now. He wants you to uh, walk in the embrace of a mighty God. And Father, we just release the love of Yehovah 
the compassion of Yahovah over every one of our lives. And for those who are listening by podcast on uh, who are not live, you know, whatever date you're listening to this message, may you receive the compassion of Yahovah and walk in his love, knowing that your sins are forgiven, your transgressions are forgiven. If you will just be a people who will fear the Lord, fear him, walk in his ways, trust him, have reverence before who he really is, who he truly is. Allow him to be established within your heart. Oh, my soul and all my inmost beings, praise his holy name. Forget not his benefits. He forgives all your sins. He heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life. Redemption is here. Hallelujah. The redemption of God is here. We're not just called to receive it, but we're called to administer it to this generation. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the word tonight. Um, I just believe that we've we've hit what we need to hit tonight. and Just allow the Ruach HaKodesh to continue to minister into your hearts. If you're blessed and encouraged with the message and you've got testimony of what the Father's doing within your life, please share it with me. It's Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. And uh, if you're encouraged with the ministry, you want to stand with the ministry, we're on 40 days for deliverance and breakthrough. We are saying to this mountain, you are going to be <laughs> broken. You're going to be moved in Yeshua's name. And we prophesy and release the effectiveness of our ministry in the land and in the nations on another level. We are not going to be under these wearing out uh, schemes of the devil get behind us Satan you will not we are not going to allow the assignments of the enemy to push us down to destroy us hallelujah I love that scripture in Daniel chapter 7 we shared a few days ago he will speak against the most high and oppress his saints and try to change the set times and the laws, that's Hasatan. That's what Satan's seeking to do. What does he want to do? He wants to change the set times. What are we doing on these 40 days? We're saying these set times are coming into alignment. And where the enemy has been uh, oppressing us, wearing you out, we say enough is enough in Yeshua's name. Enough is enough. We're going to rise up and we just speak that release right now in Yeshua's name. This is the time of the breakthrough. This is the season of the breakthrough. And we press forward, not just individually, but we press forward corporately in Yeshua's name. So write down the promises the Father's given you. Why should we not expect to see these promises come to pass right here, right now? This is the time. Do you believe it? Do you believe that the Father can do it? Or do you do you have deferred hope over the promises of Yahovah? So come on, be released from the prison of deferred hope. Stand upon his promises and witness what the Father is doing right here, right now. Thank you, Father. I'll never forget the day when... Um, another story. Look, end two. Ha <laughs> Haley and I were engaged to be married. We weren't married yet. Um, we 
uh, a friend of mine was being was getting married in the UK. We lived in Spain, or we're in Spain, and um, the Holy Spirit said I had to get to his wedding and through all the process of the supernatural miracles, and it was supernatural, and I'll share the story another time. I, I want to get to the point of the story, but we, we miraculously had all the provision to get to London. Uh, all the events that took place to get a ride to the south of England for the wedding, and we had no invitation, and we just prayed that someone couldn't make it and we could get their seats and it wouldn't be embarrassing. And we get to the wedding with no invitation, Two people didn't show up. We got to sit in their seats. And across from us is this couple um, who are in uh, ministry. And they asked, where are you from? He said, oh, we're from Spain. They're like, what? They, they said, we are called to Spain. And they said, well, where are you going after the wedding? And I said, well, you know, I'm not sure how we're getting anywhere after the wedding because we had a one-way ride to get there. I said, but we're going to Cornwall and we're going to Scotland. And he opens up his suit jacket, takes out his uh, scheduler, as we say in England, diary. Uh, sounds a little weird to the Americans. It's something a little girl writes in, but not in the UK. Man, we are tough with our diaries, you know. So he opens his diary and he's like, you know, I'm going to Scotland, then I'm going to Cornwall. And uh, maybe you should come back to our place. <laughs> And uh, when we go to Scotland, you can have our car because we're going to an island and we're not going to be taking our car with us. And everything just worked out. It was just amazing. Anyway, we get back to their house in in uh, Gloucestershire in England and we walk in and they have this prayer request board and it's all about a trip to Spain and everything they need. We need a seven-seater uh, vehicle in Malaga, Spain. Well, we had a nine-seater vehicle in Malaga, Spain. So tick, that's done. And all through the list of all their prayer requests and the things that they needed, we were able to uh, check off every single one of those points. Divine appointments, holy assignments, alignment of the Spirit. And what's the Father saying? The devil wants to delay the purposes of God in your life. And it's going to take you rising up and saying, Away from me, Hasatan. I will worship the Lord thy God and serve him only. I'm going to walk in his purpose. I'm going to walk in his ways. I'm not going to what take what looks like a shortcut and go off to the left, but I'm going to press in. So I want you to prepare your life for answered prayer. Prepare your life. Why? Because he first loved you. He loved you when you were lost in your sin. He knew all the things you've been through. He knows where you've come from. He knows the dust that you were formed by. And he still loves you. So prepare for these remainder days to the 2nd of January that we will see supernatural deliverance and transformation. I'm ready for it. We're already seeing the, the miracles of God, the transforming power of God in these 24 days. Hallelujah. And there's been tough decisions that have had to be made. There's been changes that have had to take place. Some of the changes are not easy to make. But you've just got to let go and let Yehovah do his work and stop holding everything so tight. And, and if it just needs to be released, let it be released so you can flow and function and who the Father has called you to be. So this is the time for answered prayer. 
So if you're just joining us and you haven't been with us for the last 24 days, that's okay. Join us for the remaining the remaining uh, 26 days. Is that right? Yeah, 30. 30. No, no, what am I talking about? Remain uh, 16 days. Okay, stand with us. 16 days, 17 days, including today. Hallelujah. Let's stand upon his promises. His promises are yes and amen. Thank you, Father. Oh, I'm, I'm excited about what's before us. I'm excited about the transformation that every one of us are going to see. I want us to get to the place that, the, that we have so many testimonies that I don't have time to read all the emails and post them in comments, post them on your social media, uh, testify with others what the Father is doing because he is worthy. All right. So we're getting geared up. We are getting geared up. We are pressing in. We are not going to get fatigued. Listen, it's tiring being up in the middle of the night. It's not easy. You might think, well, you know, how do you do this? Look, it's only by the Spirit of Yahovah. There's a cost to be sharing it. Two o'clock in the morning, there's a cost at four o'clock in the morning. Between 12 and four, this is the window. Father, I'll seek your face. I'll press in to take hold of who you are in the night hours. Whatever it takes, I'm going to lay my life down. doesn't matter what I've gone through. Body, if you're tired, get over yourself. We're going to press in in the presence of Yehovah. Why? Because my source is not on how I take care of my body. My source is in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And this is not an advert that you abuse your body. No, we're having a 40-day cycle of being purged, being uh, uh, prepared and pressing forward. So, you know, this doesn't mean that you, you spend the next 10 years being up all through the night and sleeping on three hours a day. No, that's not a lifestyle that's healthy. But there's a season and a time in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the warfare, where woe to us if we go to sleep. Can't you tarry one hour? Can't you set aside a, a little bit of time in the midnight uh, hours to press in and pray? Yahweh works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. This is the hour, this is the day for us to see the victory in Yehovah. Okay. Well, thanks for watching today. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the word as we've just pressed in in Psalm 103. What a blessing it is to share the scriptures. And uh, keep praying for us here in Israel. We've had crazy storms going on. It's been crazy. Um, you know, tomorrow I think is going to be a slightly lighter day. When we've had the last 10 days, we have not stopped. It has been all go as we are preparing and getting things in line for what is about to unfold in the Spirit. Pray for the resources for the ministry that we break through, that we don't go into next year with debts. You know, we've had, thank you so much for everyone that's giving. Hallelujah uh, for the gifts that are coming in. What a blessing but we still need to keep pressing forward. So if you haven't given and you want to give or the Father's placing on your heart to sow into the ministry, then go to bulldozerfaith.com forward slash give or you can see the connection in the, uh, the header of this um, feed if it's on YouTube and Facebook and also on the podcast. 
let's press in together. But, you know, this is not an appeal, an emotional appeal to manipulate people and we're going to send you this gift, we're going to send you this if you give. No, 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 no. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. If he's calling you to give, sow what he calls you to sow into the ministry so we can continually be effective for the kingdom. We don't need manipulation. We're called to give joyfully. We're called to walk in a joyful way in every aspect of our life, including our giving. So don't forget to email me, Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. If you're being blessed and encouraged, share testimonies with me. Send me testimonies. Tell me what the Father is doing in your life through these 40 days and uh, our times of devotion. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Well, have a blessed day further. Um, We're going into Preparation Day um, here in Israel. And I just got news today that I'm going into surgery on Sunday. Um, So pray for me on Sunday. Um, I've got a scheduled appointment. They're removing uh, some uh, veins out of my legs uh, because of uh, all the flying I've done for all these years, preaching the gospel in the nations, you know, years and years of flying all over the place. Um, It's damaged my um, veins because of sitting in these airplanes for hours upon hours and, and traveling and in cars and sitting behind the desk for for so long. Anyway, praise Yehovah. I'm going to have an operation. They're going to take out uh, veins in my leg. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to reschedule the Zoom call because we won't be able to do the Zoom call on Sunday at that time because I will just be uh, coming out of surgery and recovery. So what we will do, how are we going to do this? Let's work out how we do this. Uh, we'll probably do a Zoom call on Shabbat, okay? I can't do it at 9.30 at night, but we might, uh, we'll probably do like like 11 or 12 p.m. Um, on Saturday night, we'll do the Zoom call. So I'll send the email out tomorrow. I'll just pray over what's the best time and when we can do this call. Um, so we're going to change the Zoom call to... Saturday um, evening in Israel. So it'll be 12 o'clock. That'll be 10 o'clock. Now, wait a second. I can't do it at that time because I've got to have rest before I go into surgery. So let's think about this. I'm going to email you. I'm going to pray over what time we should do this. But sometime on Shabbat, we're going to do the Zoom call. Or maybe we'll just do the Zoom call instead of our teach uh, that night. I'm talking out loud, you know. uh, This is what's going on in my head at 2 o'clock in the morning. Anyway, we'll work it out. On Shabbat, we're going to do a Zoom call and have fellowship together. So anyway, be blessed and encouraged. Until tomorrow, Yehovah bless. Hallelujah. Put the thumbs up uh, and uh, hit the like button there on YouTube so it helps other people see the feeds. Thanks for joining with us today. Till tomorrow, shalom, shalom.